When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Betches Brides Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Pellegrino. And I'm Jordana Abraham. Welcome back. I mean, this isn't the first that we've already done our New Year's episode, I guess, since uh, that came out. Last week, we recorded a little ahead of time, so it feels like New Year's still to us, or at least to me. It does. Right? It does. It feels like a new year. It feels it feels different. It feels like we haven't talked in forever. I know. Well, we, it's it's been a it's been a minute, but I'm glad to be back here with you. Very excited. Anything new on the the wedding planning front for you? Yes. Okay. So you know how we Ooh. said that last week was going to be like. Pre- productivity wedding planning week where because I did have we we all had like a good at least a week off which was so nice um so I will say what I did I I like am psycho and emailed all of my vendors just to like make sure they were still on board for September 4th of this year got an answer back from all of them they're like yep we have you on board don't worry because some of them at least for my vendors specifically I don't know what other people had to do with postponing, but some of my vendors didn't make me like re-sign anything. They were just kind of like, yep, gotcha for next year. So I I needed that. Like, I didn't have extra. anything in writing. Yeah. yeah, which I don't know. That's probably not best practice. You're probably supposed to get everything in writing. But I don't because some of my vendors, like my photographer, I'm like good friends with and we text. So it, that wasn't like official over email and she she even sent me like a screenshot of her calendar back that says like September 4th 2021 Nicole's wedding so it was just funny because I got that extra validation so they're all squared away for the most part I still have to do like more design stuff but I'm waiting a little on that um I still have this weird thing where I haven't ordered new save the dates yet which I need to do I have it on my list for this week um I know that's a theme. A lot of people, we did an Instagram poll this past week and a lot of people are just like freaking out about save the dates because they're being forced to like uninvite guests and whatnot. And there's still that uncertainty in the air of this year. Um, so yeah, right. they didn't do that yet. Um, but other than yeah. that, what did I do? I mean, I just kind of confirmed with my vendors. <laughs> Um, so I guess I didn't really do much, but I'm still, I'm still on track for planning. Like I, I still, I have all my vendors already. So it's, that's like kind of the big 
time suck of planning that I already have done. So that's um, great. Yeah, that's what I did. What about you? Did you do anything? Um, so I didn't really do anything in the time in the week between um, when I last saw you. But um, I am planning on setting up my save the dates this week because it is a destination wedding. Um, yeah. So I want I mean, I'm doing it via email. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about like when to send them, when to do whatever. And like I know like the traditional thing is like a paper thing but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like email is the easiest way to do it because I also, because it's a destination wedding, have a lot of information to give people. And I think it's just easier to have it on a website where they can check mm-hmm. back and see it more frequently. But I want to give people, I know that like 2021 dates are filling up. So I want to make sure everyone knows when it is and can like, it's January. So I feel like people want to like plan their, to the best of their ability anyway, their like year. Yeah. Truly, um, I might honestly copy you right now. Now that I know like you're doing it, I I think I'm <laughs> gonna do that too because that's I I spent three hundred plus dollars on my save the dates already. I don't I just don't want to. God forbid something happens in September doesn't work. I don't want to have three hundred dollars down the drain anymore. I'm doing it. That's it. Just made that. Oh decision. wow. Um. So I influenced you. I feel so <laughs> special. I mean, yeah. It's like it's. I think if you're a very traditional per, I've talked to um. Uh, friends I know who are getting married and they're just like they're traditional and they're like I want to do it the traditional way and they've mm-hmm. also had put to postpone weddings so they're like I don't want to send it out like what if I just decide I want to like like fuck the whole thing and I don't want to do it like I'm not sure if I should order it um and some people do want to go that traditional route I think that's cool um if that mm-hmm. if you're like if that's kind of your personality and your thing I think everyone should do whatever's comfortable for them for me I'm not very traditional I'm very like I'm much more into efficiency I could so <laughs> I'm just trying to like get the information out there, I think, in like the easiest to access way. Um, so that's why I am doing them do paperless post. I think too now. Oh, paperless post is great. I've gotten like invitations from that before. I think now more than ever, like nobody cares how you're getting the message across anymore. Like I, we have a lot of people freaking out about how to uninvite people and ha- and how best to do it do i get i th- they've been making up terms such as like unsave the date or what's scratch the date that's a new term i've learned recently release like, the date <laughs> yeah i'm like what enough like wedding lingo there's a whole new language around it but um that's the thing i'm like as long as you're getting the message across whether you're trying to save get somebody to save the date whether you're trying to invite somebody whether you're trying to uninvite them all you have to do is be straight up and say, like, if you're uninviting them, just say, look, I'm sorry. Like, we want to do what's best for our guests and ourselves. We still want to get married, but we're not having a big celebration. Yeah. You you just be honest and people understand it. Even though things are looking up, people are getting vaccinated. We're all going to be vaccinated by the summer, blah, blah, blah. Whoever wants to will be. I get that. But it's like, even then, we, we still are yeah. in a pandemic. So... No one's going to take it personally. I really think. And again, if they take it personally, then like that's more about them than about you. We say this a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for me also, I just I think just for destination, anyone who else is doing a destination wedding, um, I the reason I didn't send it out early, even earlier, I kind of wanted to send it out like a month ago, but the flights were not on sale yet. So I was like, I'll send it out when they're on sale so that people because then you're going to have to continuously remind people to do things. So I wanted to wait until you could actually book a flight to send out the save the date, but I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, I think it will be interesting. I'll let you know if I have any 
issues or thoughts as people see and judge my wedding website um, to <laughs> let me know what I forgot to include or all, I'm sure I forgot to include something or I'm sure I left something out or I'm sure people want more information about something else. Um, and then for anything that I haven't actually planned fully yet, I just wrote like more information to come. The beauty of a website is you can quickly pop on there, update it. I'm sure people will remind you of the information that's missing. Um, but yeah, I actually did. You reminded me. I did do that over this past week. I updated our wedding website. I updated our registry a little bit. I still have to do that more. Um, something I didn't know. Somebody bought us something off of our registry and like for our uh, original wedding date and to like you know, help us celebrate that and whatnot. And I didn't know that you have to actually like approve it to be sent to you. Like I remember they sent us these like glasses for our bar. Zola? Card. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I remember I remember being like, where are the glasses that Jess sent like forever ago? <laughs> and Mike was like, oh yeah. And I called the customer service people. They were super helpful. And they were like, oh yeah, you have to like have to approve it. <laughs> I love, yeah, I love that about Zola. Um, this Same. isn't a Zola ad, but I do love that about Zola because I'm also registered at Bloomingdale's and they don't make you approve it. And I like don't necessarily want all the shit that I registered for there. Yeah. So I just like, I didn't, they didn't even send me a notification that someone bought it. So it just like showed up. And I was like, I did not, approve this. this right now so i like the <laughs> approval system mike also likes the approval system because he doesn't let me actually get all the gifts because he's not yeah. like sometimes it's like you need to like put shit on there so that there's options for people but you don't necessarily you're not necessarily like totally sure you want it and right. we live in new york like the apartments are small he's like stop getting shit sent here that we don't <laughs> have anywhere to put it um and he gets it like we have every every item that someone actually buys we have like a debate about if we should get it i always think we should get it and he's like we don't yeah. actually need it that's smart though because and it's smart for them to do that because a lot of people store their stuff if they live in a small apartment you might send stuff to like a parent's house if you want to store it there for a little and and whatnot so you can change the address and do that kind of stuff too yeah when it comes to the plant-based eating debate there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy of course we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet but you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Should we get into our listener emails for the day? Let's do it. All right. I'll read the first one. 
Thank you guys, by the way, for writing in. We love getting your emails. Um, we hope that they are helpful to you. And if you have any uh, question that you would like us to answer on the podcast, please email brides at betches.com, brides at betches.com. And if we've already answered your question, you want to, we got recently an update, um, which we're going to save for like an update episode. If we, if you wrote in and you took our advice or you didn't take our advice, we want to know what happened. Um, we'll do a whole episode where we recap, you know, the advice we gave. If you guys liked it, if you didn't like it, um, if we ruin your life, we ruin your wedding, or uh, we were really helpful. <laughs> let us know. Um, yes. and let's get into it. All right. Awesome. So someone writes, "Hey girls, I love your podcast and Instagram page, and I really hope you can share this question slash situation on a future podcast." Warning, she says it's a long story. Uh, I've been engaged for almost a year and a half, and it's so sad to say that I feel that I was never celebrated slash got the recognition of being engaged that I always wanted um, and thought I would have received. I started to feel this way around my one-year engagement anniversary. I got engaged in August 2019, and my wedding is July 2021. I was feeling really sad because in a way, it didn't even feel like being engaged uh, was special anymore, mostly because I didn't feel like it was such a big deal to people. Um, in mine and my fiance's families and even our friends. Sure, we got the whole, oh my God, congratulations on your engagement and things like that. But hardly anyone got us any type of gift or any cake slash celebratory dinner or drinks. I could count up to five instances where our family slash friends celebrated our engagement with other actions besides just words like flowers, cakes, gifts, dinner. And that doesn't even include some of our immediate family who didn't do anything like that at all for us. My engagement party was supposed to be this past May, but obviously due to COVID, it had to be canceled and there was just no possible way for my fiance and I to have any type of formal celebration with our families. Mostly, we weren't even sure at the time when things would be open for an occasion like that to happen as originally planned. Plus, financially, we would not be able to afford it on our own. It just makes me sad when I think about all the times that I've seen people I know get gifts and baskets full of wedding and bride-to-be goodies and the times that I would get excited for me to have that one day and I never did. To make matters worse, one of my good friends got engaged almost a year after I did, and our friend group threw her a small engagement party on my one year until my wedding date. Now, don't get me wrong. I was so happy to do it for her. Her mom had passed away when we were in high school, and her family situation is a little complicated, but it still hurt knowing that those friends never did anything close to that for me. Plus, it was a little hard that day to talk about being engaged and hearing comments like, you must have a million things that say I'm engaged slash bride to be gifts, when in reality, I had close to none because nobody got slash gifted me anything like that. I don't want to come off as a selfish person, but it sucks to be the person who goes above and beyond and does everything for everyone and hardly gets anything back in return. I know I'm probably not the only bride to, uh, who feels like this, but I know it's something that bothers me a lot and I would like to hear feedback on how to deal with the situation. Woo. So lot to unpack here. Yeah. So we've actually gotten similar questions to this. This one is super long and detailed, but same vein of questions. A lot of people have asked like they it's this common theme of kind of not feeling like you're, you know, this is your wedding. This is your lead up to the wedding, your whole engagement. And these brides kind of not feeling like they're being kind of just celebrated enough or special enough or in the spotlight enough. And here's the thing, as the middle child attention seeking person that I am, I I can relate to them because you want that attention. It is your wedding. Like part of the fun of getting married and stuff is that whole fun lead up where like you are the center of attention. Um so I do relate to them. I think this situation specifically I'm I think she 
does need to just kind of step up and take initiative and tell. I think this is something where you can go to your friends and tell them like, look, I'd love if if we could celebrate me a little more in different ways. Um, I wouldn't go telling people to buy you bridal goodies and gifts and stuff. And to just to make her feel better, I've, I've gotten a ton of bridal goodies and stuff. It's like after a while, you have too much of that stuff. Right. I think so. she I agree with you. I think she might people might not even know that she's like actually cares or is thinking about it or is upset by it or like like for me like I hate that bridal Miss, Mr. and Mrs. shit. Like I hate it. For, for personally, I just think it's like kind of cheesy, but other people like it. I get it. Like no knock on them. For me, it's like not my semi scene. <laughs> but um she I mean like you know what I'm saying? People could yeah. not people could think like oh like she's doesn't like attention, like she's like more low-key she wouldn't be into that it would like there's no way for people to like read your mind and i think this is an issue that comes up um not just you know with friends or around engagement but can come up in other things like come up with any anytime you're disappointed because you expect someone like oh they should have known um and i've had i think we've all had instances of that where it's like oh like i wish you know someone had done more for my birthday or i wish that um right you know that, that you were you treated this day is like more special than it was or you got me a better anniversary gift or you did like this or that um right you have to tell them you have to appoint them that's right and I feel like too I don't know what her like dynamic with her bridal party is but this is where like you really can go and lean on your bridesmaids to kind of like help plan this stuff I don't if it's you know, I don't know if I, I like personally, I didn't even do an engagement party that just kind of I remember like getting engaged. My family was all there. Like that was kind of all we needed. But for stuff like my bachelorette, like I te- the other day I texted two of my friends and because long story short, she'd kill me if she heard this. But if I think my I, I have a hunch, it's not confirmed. I have a hunch that my sister is trying to get pregnant again. So if she's pregnant during my bachelorette and stuff, she's my maid of honor. I, I texted my two friends and I was like, I need you guys to be ready to plan this thing. <laughs> Cause like, and now they know like, okay, this is our responsibility now. I, right. it's kind of like, I don't know. I just think being honest and upfront with them is best. And it's not like your, your wedding is the excuse to do that. It's not like you're every day randomly just asking them to like do stuff for your life. Like this is your right. wedding. I think they'll understand if you're kind of asking them to help. I don't even know that you need to ask necessarily. I think that like you could give a strong, I think you just say next time you're talking to your friends, like, you know, I'm just feeling a little like bummed. I'm feeling a little sad lately. I just kind of feel like my wedding has gotten like kind of lost in this whole COVID situation. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like maybe it's a little dumb, but I feel like I, I don't know. I imagine like getting all this attention and stuff and like, I just feel kind of sad, like a little forgotten about almost. And like, it makes mm-hmm. me like, again, I would start with like a feelings thing, not about like you haven't done enough or I haven't gotten yeah. any of this. I wouldn't even like get into the specifics of that unless they ask. Um, but I would just be like, I'm just feeling kind of sad. Like, I wish I was uh, people were more excited about my wedding. Um, and I think that like you won't you don't even have to say like, can you get me this, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Towel set or <laughs> throw me a, an engagement party um or do a virtual thing i think like 
if people know that you're sad, like that should be enough of a like trigger for them to step it up. And then you don't have to feel like you're like asking someone to like plan your new engagement party. Or I think right. if, you, if you have good friends and they care that you're upset about something, they're going to like step up and like to. try to plan something and to make right. you happy. And I think that like, yeah, I think it's really hard to say that to people because it's really hard to be vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. And I get that. So I think it's just like, but voicing your opinion, you know, like, or voicing what you, what your, your thoughts are that you're sad, you know, like squeaky, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. As they say. And look, if it makes you feel better to speaking to her, this th- again, like so many now more than ever, so many brides are feeling like, like this, because w- again, we're in a pandemic and oftentimes like your wedding isn't the top of people's minds and stuff. And it sucks. And we're, we feel it too. Like even, you know, like I think even even my friends have been like, oh, are you like still even doing a bridal shower and bachelorette? And I'm like, yes. And I think too, that's it's given me more like spark to take my own initiative and really like tell people like, oh, yes, this is still going to happen this month. Like mark your. So I think you just have to be even totally. that more assertive with everything. Um, 100%. Now, I also think people are like unsure, like if you want to talk about it, like sometimes like people, mm-hmm. you know, they postpone or they're like stressed and they're, sometimes, sometimes people are like they want to tell you all their plans for like updating and changing their wedding. But some people are like, I don't really want to be asked what I'm doing. Like, I don't right. know, like, I don't want to like get into it. And so like if someone's not sure, sometimes they just don't say anything. So I think just take the initiative, be vulnerable and um, right. say how you feel. And if you're if they're good friends, they'll they'll step it up. Totally. All right, let's do the next one. I love this one actually because I think we have good advice for it. Great. Okay, so I'll go ahead. My fiance and I are planning on having a 50 ish person wedding in October of 2021, obviously, COVID willing. We're struggling to figure out who should marry us. Neither one of us are religious at all, so we don't want anyone with any religious affiliation performing the ceremony. We like the idea of having a close friend do it, but we are already each only having one bridesmaid and one groomsman to avoid the awkward process of ranking our friends. So asking one friend to do it feels like it would further exclude some of our other friends from the wedding. Help, who does the ceremonies for non-religious people? We are completely at a loss. We want our wedding to feel intimate and personal, and the idea of having a rando there performing the ceremony really irks me. Any advice would be much appreciated. Sincerely, who's going to marry me? Oh, and then P.S., any additional advice for how to make your friends feel included in your wedding day when they are not a part of your bridal party would also be great. So for this one... I was like, who do I know that's had like a friend marry them? So I texted Ashley Fern slash Rothberg, our um, former Betches Brides Instagram gal. You've seen her a ton on the account before. And I was like, who did you pick? Didn't you guys have a friend marry you? And she was like, yeah, it was our friend from college. So that her and her fiance, Justin, went to co- her husband now, went to college together Um, So they knew the same kind of friend and she was like, the reason we picked this guy was because he kind of knew both of us equally and he was able to like put really funny personalized stories in 
the vows for us that like were about both of us. And he also just had a really good presence and speaking presence. And we knew he'd be good for this type of job. Um, so that's kind of, I know she, she kind of lucked out cause they went to college together and had friends. So I don't know if this listener who wrote in kind of has that situation or not. Um, so but I, sorry, go on. Sorry. So I am, um, as I mentioned before, I'm Jewish and my, uh, my fiance is Catholic. So we are not doing a real, we're doing some traditions in our wedding, but we are not having a rabbi or a priest marry us. Um, my brothers are going to do it. And I think, um, I, I think a family member is like a great person to ask, but like, honestly, even more than them being just related to me, they're again, really good and like really funny at like holding a room in public mm-hmm. speaking. And so I think that that's really more even so than like who's closest to you are they equally close or they this or that I think the the question is like are they going to be like because I I think you want it to be like intimate but you also want to like people are watching so you want them to like have a sense of like how to hold a room performance right in a way it is kind of a performance um and they have to you know it has to be like they have to do the official things but then do it in a way that's like um again you feel like they know you you feel like it's intimate but there are certain right. things you also have to say it's pretty easy to get ordained so i would just do this part based on someone who either like knows you really well or like knows you sort of well and is also just like good at public speaking it's like almost like a totally mm-hmm. different skill set than a bridesmaid or a groomsman it's like this is someone who can speak to a room and who you feel like knows and loves you. And I don't think anyone will be offended that they weren't asked to do that because I don't think, I don't think most people like really like want the pressure of doing that. I don't think it's like, Oh, I can't believe you chose this person and not me. It's more like, this is the, I think when, if you're, if you're good at public speaking, you kind of know about it. If you're good at commanding a room, you kind of know that. And I think that the people who don't are not going to be offended that they're not asked to do this really high pressure thing. Right. Right. I, I doubt there's people like, auditioning for this role for you um that's the thing no this is a this is a high pressure job it's it has some prep involved they have to obviously go to the rehearsal and stuff and I'm sure they have to prep before and like know the different segments of the ceremony that is going on um so I think I think that's the number one criteria though is like just make sure they want to do it and can speak in a room don't get somebody who's like gonna freak out and get super nervous public speaking because it's a public thing um yeah i mean that's like people who like do that for a living like rabbis and priests and like that's like a huge part of like that skill set is like being able to like be have like this charming pull of Mm -hmm. a room um and i do think it's it's not i guess definitely not for everyone in terms of her the second part of her question about how to include people that you're not necessarily making bridesmaids i think a great way to do that is to ask them to get ready with you to ask them to come early maybe to get some pictures taken with you Mm -hmm. um just to show them that you want them to be like involved even if they're not like walking down the aisle or something you could say like come early i would love to do this or um invite them to the rehearsal dinner yeah the go-to for a catholic ceremony is to just give them a reading like some of my aunts and other like family members who i want to make them feel special and i want them to be involved but obviously i'm not going to like make them a bridesmaid i'm just going to give them a reading to do because there's like five different readings in a catholic ceremony you could ask if they want to do a speech at the at at what like the rehearsal dinner you could Mm -hmm. ask them to mc the speeches if you're not doing that many speeches um oh, i think there's like a, a fun one 
Yeah, I think the pictures thing is a really easy, fun way to like show that you care about people and you like want pictures with them, professional pictures with them, um, even if you're not doing like a formal bridesmaid thing. Yeah. I know yeah. Sammy um, didn't have bridesmaids, but I mean, before COVID, when she was going to have her original wedding, she was like, um, I would love for you to like come and like get ready with me. Uh, didn't wind up working out for her second wedding because it was like so small and like the COVID yeah. thing. But um, I thought that was like a nice also like in between. That's a good thing. idea. I'm still stuck on the MC thing. I want to MC a wedding now. <laughs> I don't think it's actually that. F- I mean, like, it's probably like fun if you're like, actually, I could see you doing it. You're like an improv person. You probably <laughs> Maybe love that'll it. be like a side hustle. I'll just be an M- a wedding MC and you can hire me. I guess that's what the DJ does at weddings at some wedding. Yeah. Whatever. I'll my brothers are so funny. That'll be good. Excited for them to officiate. And that's yeah. like sentimental too, because they've obviously known you forever. And um, I'm sure they've gotten close with Mike. I think that's good too. If you have a good, funny, like family member, make them do it. They're they're all three gonna officiate. Yeah. So one, my, the oldest one is like a, we're doing like some Jewish stuff in it, so he knows all that stuff. Um, and you know they're all they're all funny. They're all good. And the other two, like they're twins. Yeah. So they've got like a good dynamic too, back and forth. Oh, that'll be fun. I like yeah. when the ceremony is like funny and entertaining. Mike and I both, um, we had talked about it. Like if God forbid, like our deacon falls through or something and we like need to get a friend to officiate it. Um, we were, we both know who it would be. Seth, if you're listening, it'd be you. It's like one of our friends who knows us really well, has known me since high school, has been friends with Mike for a while through me, but he's just like hilarious, like a stand up comedian. She should be. And he is good at like commanding a room. And he, we were like that he would be, he would make it fun. He'd make it like yeah. a little show. I think it's always oh. nice to have it be like more intimate. All right, let's do one more. All right. First of all, you guys are great. And I really value your advice and opinions. Can you discuss who to include in your bridal party? My specific question, should I include spouses of my fiance's siblings, regardless of how close we are? My fiance has a sister and stepbrother, both of whom are married. I am close with my fiance's sister and I want her in my bridal party. Additionally, her husband will officiate the ceremony. Look at that. Another officiant. Um, my fiance's stepbrother will likely be best man. Should I include his wife who I've only met once and don't feel close to? I don't want her to feel excluded, but I also barely know her. Not sure if this matters, but the bridal party is already on the bigger side. We will probably have about eight bridesmaids and eight groomsmen before the addition of his stepbrother's wife. Thanks so much for your help. Are you doing in-laws? Yes. So Mike's sister, who I'm lucky to love and be close to. So she's in the bridal party. Here's the thing. Maybe this is like the traditional Italian in me. And I know my my normal motto for any any questions you guys ask us, just always know that it's usually just like do whatever the fuck you want. It's your day. Make yourself happy. However, for this one, I am kind of traditional in that I do think like I like the idea of the sibling of your fiance being in your bridal party. I think it's special. I think it's nice. I, I like think what that. she's asking for here is not the sibling though. It's this. It's like the sibling's husband. Yeah. So that's what I'm. That like, is your sister's. Is your like brother-in-law going to be in Mike's bridal party? Yes, because they've grown like they're they've grown really really close. But if they hadn't, like we've known Ben forever or whatever, I I wouldn't. I would not tell Mike he has to put him in. I think if right. it's an immediate brother, but if it's a in-law. I don't think um, I I don't think that's a must at all. 
I think some families might think if you're like very traditional, a lot of times Italians are like this. I think they they might be expecting you to, but I say right. do you and you don't have to. What about you? I think if you, I think if you're not sure, I also think again, this is one of those situations where like the person probably doesn't really want to do it anyway. Um, but like you both might feel like kind of weird, like not addressing it. What I would do is I would tell my fiance to kind of like float this by she, So she's saying her fiance's stepbrother is the best man. Should she include the stepbrother's wife. wife? So I think that I would have, because they're so close, these is best men. I would have your fiance talk to his stepbrother and be like, um, you know, like X, your whatever your name is like like mm-hmm. uh isn't she's kind of putting together her bridal party she's not really sure um do do you think what's her whatever her his wife's name will be like offended if she wasn't asked do you think she wants to be in it like we weren't really sure what her thoughts were um mm-hmm. and then i think you can ask that sort of like gives it to him to like he knows her really well he'll know if she's going to be like mad that she wasn't included or if she'll be like not caring at all and which right. and then you're kind of figure it you you're kind of like putting out feelers to feel to find out if she'll care and then i think you can make that decision there i think if she did really care if she would feel insulted it might be worth it to just throw her in there um, yeah and especially you th- i forgot that she's the so the best man it's his wife so that adds another layer if it's the best man if it's just a groomsman you like there's less pressure to just obligatory ob- obligatorily put in the wife of the groomsman but if it's the best man's wife then that adds a little more pressure there well i just Uh, say it just means that they're really close so i think that you'll get like an honest read from him about like what his thoughts are and usually men are not quite as like and i don't want to generalize but i do feel like they're a little bit less like they're he's just going to tell you like what she he's not what if she would care like he knows his wife he's gonna know if she's gonna be annoyed or if she's literally not gonna care at all and i think that like that'll be the best way for you to not have to like do something that neither of you want to do just because or Mm um or like potentially insult someone who's actually kind of sensitive about that thing but there's no way to know unless you ask and i don't even think you need to ask because that's awkward you can have him ask yeah yeah I got asked sort of like that, like through Mike, it was one of Mike's friends who was getting married and the the um, bride like wanted me to be in the wedding and kind of like asked her husband to ask Mike if he thinks it'd be OK. And it was it was a good way to gauge like, but it was funny because it was kind of like I knew that she had asked because the boys like fucked it up and weren't supposed to like ask me directly. I don't know. It was this whole thing, but it was a good way. And turns out I was like, sure, I'll be bridesmaid why not so um, yeah i'm saying like you were probably like flattered and happy yeah. but also like wouldn't have been offended exactly if you hadn't been so i think like these things are a little sensitive but i would i would use the per- whoever's whoever has the most comfortable strong most open relationship i would always just use that to facilitate these conversations because you're going to get like a real and like not totally awkward sense of what's going on and like we always say, put it up to the fiance. Our motto, another motto we always say on this podcast is make your fiance do some of the work. It's always left to us to like find out and ask the awkward questions. Make the make right. the if it's their, if it's their it. side that has the awkwardness, let, let them yeah. weed th- through that stuff. Exactly. Okay, let's play Runaway Bride, our our favorite game. You've heard us talk about it before. You're basically you're at the altar. You find this out. 
are you bouncing or are you getting married? You'll deal with it later. Love it. First one here. They share custody of their dog with an ex. I'm just confused. Like, how don't I know that (laughs) at the wedding? Like... (laughs) Yeah, they're like, it's, it's funny if they're like, you know, like how someone's like, oh, I actually have a son. Yeah, like, it's like, I actually have a dog dog. that I just like, am estranged from, but like, I'm gonna start being more in its life. Is that like, how this would come about? I don't know. I guess I, I guess if you're just finding it out at the altar, this person hasn't been keeping in good contact with their Right. Maybe it's like they miss dog. this dog and they really want to like get back in its life. I would kind of be like, let's just get another dog together. Like, yeah, let like, that why dog do you have... go. And I'm look, not... I'm not a dog mom yet. That hopefully that's on my 2021 goals. Um, so I don't know the attachment you one feels to their their own dog, but I do know that there are couples that say like when they're together, they're like, we designate who will get the dog the dog oh, you should totally pet. do that god yeah. forbid you break up i i didn't know that was a thing like actually decide you should do that you should do that with your furniture anything major you purchase like mm. talk about what you're gonna do if you like break i've heard of that for like living together like discussing that kind of stuff even if you're not married yet yeah um because you're you're gonna be a lot more rational about it when you're still together listen um, to our prenup <laughs> episode if you haven't scroll exactly back and listen that's a great episode to listen to. Um, but the thing with the dog and the ex, I find like I would assume that if I if I hadn't heard about it until my wedding day, that um he hasn't seen it that much anyway, or it's not so I'm gonna mm-hmm. still go through with it and then I'm gonna be like, You're not sharing custody of this dog anymore. Like, give her the dog, we'll get a new dog. Same. This is just a little it's very a annoying hiccup. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like you're gonna cut losses with that dog. We're gonna get one together. Um yeah, this is just an annoying hiccup to me. It's not a deal breaker. Okay, next one, sure. runaway bride. They accidentally call you their ex's name while at the altar. So they pull a Ross Geller at the altar with Emily. Yep. When he says her name. Yep. She he says Rachel when he's marrying Emily. It's exactly what I thought of. This one is tough. And this is like technically this you're the game, you're supposed to walk down the aisle and you decide then if you're gonna run. This person's already walked down the aisle. Um, so they're at the altar there's and the ex says or the the husband says the ex's name I don't know that would be so embarrassing I would freak out like I I the wedding ceremony would definitely be paused and I'd be like you and me and right now like have a word (laughs) right would you go through with it though I think I would still because it could just be like literally like you zoned out for a second yeah I do think it's like a mistake, but like, yeah, we would have to have like a discussion about it. It would really depend on like what the like how triggering the X was and like how if I actually thought there was like potentially something up um, or something like that. Like, but I think if it was like if it was an X from like high school and he said the name, I'd be like, all right, this is really, really annoying. And like, you're going to you owe me big time. But like. I would you know. demand to know like what exactly was going through their head when the name was said. Right. I would I would definitely like ask all of that annoying stuff, but then I would be like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, you owe me. It'd be something I'd it, be very mad about. Right. I think if I wasn't like super intimidated by the ex or there wasn't like a I wasn't actually worried about 
them mm-hmm. like having an affair with them, I'd probably get over it. Right. Eventually. Right. Anything with exes and getting married, my whole like my motto for that, lots of mottos all the time. My motto for that is like usually like don't worry about the ex because we've had questions before that are like, what do I do if my ex is at my wedding? If, if my husband's ex is invited to the wedding because they're still friends and stuff. My thing is like, don't worry, he's still there marrying you. So like try not to let that get get in the way. But right. this, well, I mean, still- like if you actually are intimidated or feel like that this is a potential real threat, then I actually do think like there's right. there might be more of an issue with the actual marriage than like right. just this this is just the symbol of what's symptom of what's going on. Like you need to address like what the actual issue is, which is that like maybe you don't trust them or there's something weird going mm-hmm. on there. Um, you want to do the last one? Yeah. So the last one, and you guys submitted these, so keep DMing them. We'll do them on Instagram. Um, best way to get these to us, email, DM. They're hilarious. This last one is they want you to quit your job to be a stay at home parent, but they don't make a lot of money at all to support you guys. (laughs) I don't even know if it matters to me if they like, if how much money they're making, I'm still going to be like out. Like, we're, first of all, you're, this is not the place to discuss that. Um, right. <laughs> but I think anyone, I mean, if they can want anything they want, if they like insist on it, then I'm out. If they're like, it would, I would really like it. And I think that goes for like anything. It's like, if they really want something fine, we can like discuss maybe mm-hmm. some sort of compromise around like what the heart of the issue is. But like, if you're like, you have to do this like that's yeah. not a way to be in any relationship right i remember we ha- i can't remember what it is but i remember we had a question like this similar it was like they tell you you must do something and that was like a big no it's like don't tell me what to do it like these random things right i don't know anything that- that's like an absolute is like a very bad right. sign i think anything that's like it's this or nothing or this or the highway like I think right. that's that's a bad sign in itself. But like if they would if they're like, oh, I would love for you to be a stay at home parent. Like, fine, we can we can discuss so we can discuss it. But I'm not like a, I would never right. agree to something that was like you have to do this like in any right. way, like a deal breaker. Like, I will not marry you if you don't agree right now to quit your job and stay at home. And like, no, I don't know. These are yeah. these are outrageous, you guys. Keep them coming. <laughs> yeah, if you guys have any other questions you want our advice on or any other runaway bride scenarios, please uh, email us brides at betches.com. Don't forget to follow us at at Betches Brides on Instagram and I think Twitter too, right? At Betches Brides. Yep, Betches Brides. Yeah, Nicole's making the best TikToks about getting married and all things wedding. So check them out. Check her out. Check me out. Um, and we, we'll see you next week. Till death yes. do us part. Betches.